Coach, hey, thanks for joining me today on this simple coach-to-coach interview. Um, I do do appreciate it, although I am going to tell you it pains me that this is Christopher Newport um, since you all beat us at the University of Mount Union Purple Raiders in the men's basketball final. So I'm going to try not to say anything that could be that could cause conflict or perhaps some sort of interstate, you know, you know, blood match. But um, um, yeah, do do thank you for for hopping on board today. Uh, thank you for having me. I've uh, I've been watching most of your your interviews. It's been fantastic, and uh, just kind of piggyback what most of the coaches are saying. We. We appreciate what you're doing. You know, a lot of us are talking about it uh, when we're recruiting together and uh, just bringing some great awareness to the sport. I really appreciate that. And uh, did, did you watch the basketball final? Of course I did. Of what, it course was a I did. Game. I mean, it, it was fantastic. Game. I'm sorry, but I saw two fouls on that final play. Yeah, it, it seemed like the referees were kind of saying, you know what, let's just let's just let the last minute yeah. go and we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, I have a resentment there. I have a resentment. Like, you know. There. I also yeah. actually talked to Coach uh, Krikorian after, you know, when he got mm-hmm. back and he was doing all of his congratulations. I said, man, there's no way your game plan was, hey, with four seconds to go, let's dish it <laughs> into the big guy and let him go coast to coast on the yeah. drill. Yeah. No way. I'm sure that that was, I guess, I guess the element of surprise is what that, yeah, yeah, led to that yeah. success. Yeah. What a great game. Like yeah. I, I always say like, and these guys are athletes. All of, you know, you always see at that highest level, what athletes, what great basketball players they are in their own right. I mean, it's just fantastic to watch. So. Well, Although, just like most like soccer I, games too. Like yeah. who, who you play that game 10 times. It's probably, Five and five. I mean, it was just yeah. a heck of a basketball game, and uh, yeah. I feel like most of our soccer games are becoming that way too. I mean, it's it's pretty chaotic. Yeah, um, yeah. But like I said, I'll try not to say anything that might be hurtful. Wearing this hat is really heavy. My fellow <laughs> Mount Union Purple Raiders are going to give me a lot of shtick for this. So um, that's fair. At least I stood up and held to account so um hey uh, so you've been I, I think i read this right you know, like that you've been at christopher newport for a while but you've been the head coach since 2019 correct correct can, can you just sort of go into your background sort of how your your soccer journey how you ended up at christopher newport and then ultimately where you're sitting right now sure sure uh well i was a military brat growing up uh playing soccer all over the country, all over the world, spent some time in Japan, but ended up at high school in Northern Virginia, uh, played in the Prince William Soccer Club, and uh, that's where I was recruited, came uh, to Christopher Newport, my first season was 2001, played my four seasons there, and uh, actually went back to California after I graduated, did a little medical sales, uh, I thought that was going to be it for me, and I realized, you know what, I, I don't enjoy this, it's much different than what I'm doing right now, and so uh, I, you know, I came back home and I, I, I jumped on staff here in a part-time role. And uh, I think a year two or year three, uh, the full-time assistant coach job opened up. And uh, uh, Steve Shaw, the, the previous head coach, brought me in for that role. And uh, I served in that role for, I think, 13 years. And then, uh, then he stepped down and uh, they promoted me the next day. Uh, that was in 2019. And, yeah, so we're, we're here now. Uh, mm-hmm. 
been it's been fun. It's been interesting. I I, I I've said this before. I know um, Coach Gunderson on the women's side comes from accounting background. I have to believe that if you ever change your mind about medical sales, it will still be there for you to take <laughs> up. That's right. That's right. I, I'm not encouraging. I'm not encouraging. Um, okay, so, so I got to ask you something, right? Okay, so because we joked about the, the, the men's basketball. I think on the women's side, you're pretty good as well. I Anyhow, the women's, women's um, soccer, obviously national champions last year. You guys have had a tremendous run um, as well. Um, and I think just generally sports are doing very well at Christopher Newport. Can can I ask you, how is that? Why is that? Do you have a sense as to why Christopher Newport suddenly has across the board these these great, great teams? Sure, and sure. I, that, that might be a dumb question, I know, no. but it, that sort of thing intrigues me. Well, it's I'll tell you what, it's part of our part of our recruiting uh, is to get mm-hmm. get people here and that's going to really be the ultimate answer and uh you're right women's basketball actually lost in the final yeah two weeks after the men had won it and uh mm-hmm. they were down an all-american and uh another premier player and yeah. they still were tied with the men to go so they could have yeah. won the national title yeah, against well. transylvania yeah, yeah, yeah. right right and i mean yeah. we're, we're kind of joking around around here like we were 11th last year 21st this year and i'm wondering yeah. oh man what I can get fired, you know, <laughs> you know, win the national title every year, you know, so it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's been, you're right. I mean, most of our teams are doing really, really well. And uh, I, I got to tell you, it's the, the president, he had just stepped down a year ago, President Tribble. Uh, he, you should see this place. It's really, it's really a great spot. I mean, I, I've had a lot of uh, colleagues say, you know, hey, how'd you get that kid? And I go, well, I don't say anything magical. I don't say anything that somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, can't say. I just show them around our place and uh, our academics mm-hmm. are, are fantastic now. I mean, uh, my average class is above a 4.0 the last few years, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got some you know great stories of people once they leave and they're 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 getting great jobs or they're mm-hmm. you know moving off into something special and uh, that really that's really pulling a lot of great kids into all of our sports and mm-hmm. it's it's turning into quite the beautiful place and so uh, mm-hmm. you know once once people come and they visit we quickly jump to the top of at least the D3 list you know towards mm-hmm. the top of that list and then. Uh, you know, like most of the top D3 teams were trying to pull those those tweener-type kids, the ones that are yeah. deciding between a D1 offer or a really good D3 yeah. offer yeah. for most of our kids. That's where I would say across the board all of our sports are looking looking at those types of kids, and it's turning into uh, more wins. So there was a real – would you say that there was a real in, intent by, I guess, the former president and your, I guess your athletic director – to to amp up athletics was that is is that fair to say or i'm just trying to figure out like is like i mean i know it's important but how important is it is for for us for a president and an athletic director to dive in and be like we are going to pull out all the stops to make sure that we provide the best of everything we need for our programs to succeed and then we're going to rely on our coaches to take us there yeah absolutely i mean our athletic director uh is is the same way so to answer your first question yes uh i think in the late 90s he took i think he took over in 95 or 96 um and he 
he made it a point that as we're building these buildings, we're going to bring in a big marching band. We're building a, a football program that, that I think their first season was 2001. And he wanted to put a heavy emphasis on sports. And he thinks that having great sports is, is huge to the community on campus here and uh, having a big following. Most of our games have great crowds. I mean, mm-hmm. we've, had, we've had games where almost 2,000 people are there, and it's just a Friday night game or a Saturday night mm-hmm. game. And uh, it, it's the support across all the teams is, is huge. And, yes, the, the president has made it a massive impact. He, he wants it to be – wanted it to be special. And, you know, here we are. We're getting a brand-new president. He's coming down from the Coast Guard Academy. And uh, mm-hmm. we were all in athletics for the – you know, for 20 years now, it's kind of been trending in this direction at Christopher Newport. Mm-hmm. And we were getting a new president and we were all kind of like, okay, you know, what's, what's going to happen yeah. now? Yeah. And, uh, the great news is this guy played college athletics and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, I, I got to actually talk to the Coast Guard coach, the soccer coach, uh, the mm-hmm. Jefferson cup. And he was just, he was so happy for us, for who we were getting. Oh, and yeah. so we think the train's going to keep rolling and, uh, mm-hmm. we're really excited for, for when he gets here in the summer. That's fantastic. Um, like I said, it's interesting. I, I say this thing in the soccer world. I'm like, man, if Messiah can be that good, anybody can be that good, you know, mm-hmm. just because of where they're located. And I mean, that is, you know, what they've done. And 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 I see you guys. And for, again, it just, oh, how does that happen? Anyhow, I, I could go off on a tangent. On that, but, <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, having been a player, you're at Christopher Newport, um I mean, basically for the last 20-some-odd years. Do you see uh, – have players gotten better? Yes. Yeah, overall, you go to a field and, I mean, you're just like, well, I, I wasn't doing that when I was a player and definitely not <laughs> younger. I mean, I, I go to youth training a lot now and I'm, I'm seeing kids do things with the ball. And I'm like, man, that was, that was not my wheelhouse when I was 12, 13 years mm-hmm. old. And uh, so I, I think the coaching across the country has really improved. Uh, of course, it makes sense. As soccer grows, there's more people that yeah. played it, and then there's more people that are given back to the game after they're finished. And, you know, it's just it's speeding up the process uh, around the country. And, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going recruiting, and there are kids that 10, 15 years ago I would have been all over that I'm quickly saying no to, and it's it's really bizarre. And uh, mm-hmm. the level is very high, and it's – it's been fun. I mean, now, now you go play anybody, and, you know, there, there were games 15, 20 years ago at CNU where I was like, well, this, is, this is, probably won't be that too hard. You know, it won't be that hard of a game. Yeah. And now I feel like everybody's good. Yeah. Everybody, if yeah. you're, you're out there and you're getting your work done, you're finding good players. And uh, yeah. I was joking with a couple coaches, and it, we were just sitting at the Jeff Cup, and we were, we were laughing. We were like, if, if you hadn't started recruiting yet, and you just started today at the Jeff Cup a couple of weeks ago, you could find 10 players to add to your roster right now that would help you. And uh, yeah. they're still available today. And it's it, it really is speaking to the amount of coaches that are that are out yeah. there doing a good job at the youth level. Yeah. I, um, uh, I am uh, – I've noticed that – and I, I don't know how to say Like, even the bad teams, like, even the even – the, even the, teams that you're like they they in their conference or whatever are on the bottom even those guys can compete they they might be lacking certain pieces or whatever that to me is now the difference whereas it's not necessarily the quality it's just they they're missing something that you that you for example have captured right and that's Mm -hmm. and that's what they're building towards um which is remarkable because yeah back in my day it was 
easy game, not not so easy. You know, you sort right. of could judge it that way ahead of time, and I, I don't think anyone can afford to do that anymore. No, no chance. Um, hey, could you talk to me about – you're pretty much the first coast-to-coast conference coach that I've spoken to – and could you just talk a little bit about that, that the conference? I know you got Whitewater in there, Mary Washington. I mean, it, it, it's kind of unique, um, especially given D3 and budgets and all that kind of thing, and you've sort of Absolutely. opened up the whole country. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you could talk about that, that would be great. Sure. Uh, I, I actually love it. It, uh, it was definitely when, when the AD introduced it to us and we were – Basically, they said, you're not going to have a regular season, conference regular season. And so immediately all of us were like, well, what are we supposed to do? And uh, I think that a lot of us figured it out. So I'll kind of give you the backdrop. So Coast Coast Conference stretches from UC Santa Cruz in California all the way to Salisbury is probably the furthest east on the eastern shore in, uh, in Maryland. And everything in between, like you mentioned, Whitewater and Platteville in Wisconsin and you know, us in Mary Washington, Virginia and you know, Finlandia is actually closing their doors. You have the yeah, practice yeah. up in New York. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so there's there's a there's a lot of schools in between, and we're not playing any games. And so that was the original challenge, and uh, I, I actually I love it. Now I've been able to, like you said, we usually every conference has a few teams that may be towards the bottom in their record-wise, and now we're, we're just replacing those teams with, with super high SOS teams. You know, yeah. we're, we're not shy from playing people and – uh, so it's been it's been great for us, you know. I, we play Mary Wash twice, we'll play Salisbury twice, and they, those are just historically big battles between all yeah. three programs. And uh, you know, so those games won't go away. And we're, we've got great relationships with the ODAC, and uh, you know, we played Craig at Hopkins a couple of years ago, and you know, we'll go on some big trips to to fill in any blanks that we have. But uh, it's it's been an interesting change, but you know, we we've adapted well. We we love the conference, we love the situation we're currently in. So, so let me get this straight. So you don't play conference schedule. The only time you do, you play conference tournament. Correct, correct. So they've they pre-selected the the host sites. I think they have uh-huh. the, like ten years built in. So the first year Mary Wash hosted this past season Salisbury. We're flying out to California, UC Santa Cruz. They'll be the host, and uh, I think uh-huh. it's us next year. And then I, I'm not sure what's after that. But uh, so they pre-select those sites and. Um, you know, the top six teams go and they d- decide the ratings off of the Massey rankings. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're you're just working on your Massey rankings. I just keep the page up and mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty impressive. Any any result that happens, you'll see like a yeah. bunch of numbers yeah. change on even even my numbers will change on a game that didn't even include us. Just yeah. it's a SOS game or something. So uh, yeah. uh, it's it's been interesting. It's been fun, though. I we, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Massey thing is like Data Geek Central that and technology put together mm-hmm. because that thing is updated immediately, right? Like, oh yeah, um, no no waiting around is to see where you sit. Um, you know, how big of a deal is culture for you and your program and and sort of what you're doing there, or is it? I mean, does it fit within this broader Christopher Newport athletic success, or or do you have something unique to you that um, that you really, really want people to buy into um, when you're recruiting them? Sure, sure. And you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, 
I talk to kids all the time in the recruiting process and they always, they'll ask, you know, what's your team culture? And it kind of makes me giggle. And I'm, I'm always wondering, is there a coach out there that isn't saying we have great culture? I mean, I, I can't imagine a coach is like, oh man, our, our culture's terrible. We need you to come in and save us. You know, it's, just, yes. it's not going to happen. And uh, I mean, the reality is all of our programs, culture is something you have to work on every single day. Uh, culture's really easy when you win a big game and a bunch of people got in the field and you're, you're in the locker room and everybody's smiling and having a good time. Culture is really easy. And, uh, you know, it's really, it's tested when you got a long bus ride home after a very disappointing mm-hmm. loss. And that's where, you know, the culture is really tested. And, uh, you know, we, we, of course we focus on it. You know, we talk about things all the time. Uh, I, I think that the school will bring in some of that on its own. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have to be a good student here. You have to work hard here. And, uh, mm-hmm. so a lot of that brings in certain types of kids. And so it, it definitely makes it easier to build the culture naturally. But, uh, you know, there's a few things we do, you know, we, we let the boys play. And so sometimes, uh, they get after each other in practice and we do this thing called hugs and high fives, you know, right when the practice is over, you could tell some of the guys are like, man, that was a tough tackle or something like that. And yeah. all right, let's go. It's time five each. And they all know it's hugs and high fives. And they just, you know, they all smile in yeah. and you'll see a couple of the guys that may have gotten after each other. will you know, they'll see, you know, seek each other out to make sure it's taken care of. And, yeah. and then, you know, we, we just focus on things when we're on the road or in the locker room, you know, you know, we don't, we don't let anything uh, get in the way of just the, the journey of moving forward and winning games mm-hmm. and, you know, getting the ultimate prize. And we got a great locker room set up. We got a big TV in there, some couches and allows the guys to be in there all the time. And they're always together. Uh, I've, I've taken kids on walks uh, in the recruiting process and I'll walk in the, walk in the cafeteria and there's 20 of the guys just sitting there eating together. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, most of it's on them. They're doing a great job, and you know we, we try not to get in the way of that. But uh, yeah, you know, to, to your point earlier, the school does help in that process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I got to believe like there, there's like this other expectation, right? Like if you're coming to Christopher Newport, obviously the academics and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then if you're coming as a student athlete, holy smokes, you don't want to be. I always say there's it's always a great the camaraderie and all of that. And you don't want to be that guy left behind, or you don't want to be that one who's like, Oh, they don't belong here because of whatever, um, whatever the reasons are. Um, Okay. So where, where do you mostly recruit from? Are you, are you, because you're, I think you're a state school or considered a state school. Do you just recruit in, in Virginia? That's where, uh, I mean, the bulk of it is. I mean, that's it's mm. cheaper for the Virginia kids. So, uh, you know, we know the state as well as we possibly can. Uh, we've got mm. a few clubs and a few relationships where, you know, I'm going to know those kids early and often, and yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we're doing our homework on, on the clubs that have produced a lot of talent for us. And mm-hmm. uh, But, we you know, we don't stop there. We're going to the big events, and we're, we'll see, like, hey, there's a pretty good team that's going to be here. We have to make sure we get our eyes on them. And yeah. we're getting a lot of interest from up north. Uh, I've actually got a New Jersey kid each of the last four years. Uh, this year we're getting a Pennsylvania kid. We've had some North Carolina and Maryland kids. Uh, so the mid-Atlantic region in general, we're, mm-hmm. we're pretty popular, and, you know, people are well aware of us. And uh, I think – I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure the New Jersey – in-state tuition is very similar to our out-of-state tuition so you know we've oh, noticed wow. a lot of jersey kids are yeah they want to go south you want to be close to the beach and uh you know they want to go to a good program with good academics and yeah. so we get a lot of interest from up there as well oh, that's interesting mm-hmm. that helps especially in new jersey if your tuition is competitive with the in-state here for the state schools that's huge absolutely huge all right so you went 
you went 13-4-2. You made it to the NCAAs, mm-hmm. lost to Catholic in the second round. Mm-hmm. What's your overall assessment of your season? How do you think you did? Did it meet your expectations? Were you, are you guys aiming higher? Sure. Uh, I'll tell you what, going into this season, it was probably the biggest question mark season I have ever had since I've been here. Uh, we lost a huge chunk of guys. Uh, so we were in the Sweet 16 uh, the year before. We, we lost a WNL in a great game. And uh, that starting lineup only had one guy in the same position in the opening game in August than the following this past season. And so, you know, go, going into you know, recruiting and going into the summer, we were trying to, you know, make sure we're, we're organized with everything. Uh, there was a lot of question marks. There was a lot of camp battles. Um, you know, this year's a little different. We're returning a lot of starters. So we feel like we have a lot of things already set in stone with what we were going to do. So going into the season, the expectation was, you know, we're, we're always expecting to win and go play and we'll play anybody. And we, we want to win every time we're on the field, but we, we really were kind of unsure. And uh, but as the year progressed, uh, we, we had some ups and downs early. And uh, I'll tell you that the beating against Messiah was probably the, the number one thing that turned the season around for us. That was one of those really? uh, that was one of those long bus rides home where you're like, <laughs> all right, all right, what am I? What's going on here? Maybe I need to find a new job. So, uh, but you know, they, they just they have an excellent program. We made a mistake. Yeah. We we approached yeah. the game differently than we should have, and uh, we changed because of that. And the boys bought into it, and we got a bunch of guys that trust us and, and believe in us and they, they want to uh, they want to do well and so they bought into the changes and I think we had a pretty good second half of the season to the point yeah. where we were really disappointed we didn't get out of the first weekend and uh, you know we, we we were by that time we expected to make a great run and we were the, you can ask the guys they're very disappointed that we were going home that night and not yeah. playing. that uh, I watched that Messiah game because I thought it was going to be a banger and I think mm-hmm. The first twenty minutes, it was like I, I was kind of startled. Like it, I was like, "Where they were just all over you guys." I mean, they're fa- one of my favorites, but they're just a fantastic team, and they were hitting yeah. on all cylinders. And it looked like you just you guys couldn't react and and trying to figure out like yeah. how do we play against this team. And, um, so we we've played Messiah quite a bit over the years, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I thought. I thought that was the best team that I have seen as a coach since I've done this. I mean, they were they were incredible, and we we gave them a gift. We sat we sat a yeah. little bit on them, and uh, it's it's interesting. The, the Williams coach called me going into the tournament, and uh, you know he they, he was in that great pot. I think NYU Williams, Messiah, yeah. and I forget who the fourth group was, the fourth team was, and yeah. he calls me, and I, I said I said, look, I'm gonna do you a favor. I'm gonna send you our film. And I'm going to send you the NYU film because we had that as well. And uh, I said, if you play like us, then your weekend's over. Go ahead and schedule some golf. You know, you're, you're going to be done. Yeah. You guys aren't going to win. But if you play like NYU did, you're going to give yourself a chance. you got to get after them a little bit. And, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, Brad does an excellent job over there, Aaron. Yeah. It's, it's a heck of a staff. Yeah. They bring in some awesome players. And, uh, you know, we, we were actually winning one nothing. We, we scored a goal and we're winning. It's their homecoming, I think. Yeah, they, they had a huge crowd. It was raining, yeah. and uh, we were up one nothing. I remember sitting there going, "Like this doesn't feel right." So <laughs> off here, yeah. and uh, and then they, you know, they they did well. I mean, they were yeah. the game was over. I was like, "Man, I wish I was just in the stands watching." They were a lot of fun yeah. to watch, and uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think Brad and Paul are, and Aaron do a great job there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they they're just a r- remarkable program. Mm-hmm. I, I they they're just a different level, I think, for from a lot of teams that that I that I see. Um, I, ironically, would you say would you say that game was a highlight for you because it it did change the way you approached games, or were there other was there another highlight or two from the season? Well, I, 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 yes, to answer your question, yeah. yes. So we're, you know, I, I've been doing this for a long time, but I've, I've been a head coach for, I guess that's now my third year. We had a COVID year in, in year two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so I still feel like I'm adapting and trying to become the best coach I can be and trying to learn. And uh, I've learned a lot from a good butt whooping before, you know, military <laughs> brat. So my, my dad was a Marine. I I learned lessons the hard way. And uh, yeah. we I think we learned a lesson the hard way that day. And uh, we didn't have an easy game right after that. We played W and L the next game, yeah. and uh, we were just like, you know what? We're we're just we're not playing this way anymore. We're going after you. And so we we approached the W and L game much differently than we did the year before. And uh, it ended zero zero. It's just a just a fight back and forth. Uh, you know, Mike does a great job there with John. And yeah. uh, and until uh, Kutzenzera and Sam Bass figured out a few things. The last ten minutes got pretty interesting in W and L. Those two boys were like, all right, we're just doing this stuff on our own and. They were doing things that I'm sure Mike would not have been happy with, but it was working because they're just they're just such talented young men. Oh and God, yeah. some of our guys and yeah. like we're gonna start fouling these guys right in the middle of the field. <laughs> we're, we're adding a new tactic to the game, but um, but yeah, you know you're you're right. I, we we learned a huge lesson that day, and you know we we applied that this past weekend. We played William and Mary, and we we weren't sitting. We we're just gonna come after you. We wanted to play after them, and we wanted to see what we were all about. And it could have left us exposed, and uh, the game actually went pretty well, but. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's you're right. I mean, getting your butt whooped and having four hours to think about it on the bus ride home. Yeah, uh, you know, we definitely made some changes. It's an up and down bus ride. Put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, it, there is something to be said, right? Because you did go, you did go for in the regular season. You went four one and one after that, tying mm-hmm. Washington and Lee. You beat Salisbury twice. I don't understand, but okay. So you played them. I guess you played them twice, but um, yeah. So and yeah. Um, so you did learn something yeah, from that. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, was there anything that you thought was like a real challenge for you throughout the season? Like, there's always a couple things. I don't, you know. Yeah, the pros, like personality, a... or. Sure, sure. We actually had a, a super interesting start uh, in preseason. Our starting goalie uh, stepped away from the program. Uh, he was having a, a family situation. We had to step away. And uh, so we went down to three goalies, and none of those three goalies had any extensive playing experience with us at all. Uh, one was a true freshman, and two were goalies that were uh, third and fourth, and so they hadn't played at all. And so that was a huge question mark. I mean, we we're two days into preseason already. And uh, so we actually we called – uh, a player that still had a fifth year of eligibility, but he, he had stepped away from the program. Ethan Larson. He was a he was a forward for my club team, and uh, then he played forward and center mid for us at CNU for four years. And he he graduated and stepped away from the program to focus on his master's degree. So he was still a student at Christopher Newport, getting his master's in teaching. And he didn't want to come back and play because he was going to be teaching until two or three o'clock, and then he'd have classes. So he was never going to make training and. He didn't think that was fair, so he decided to step away from the program. And you know, I've, I've known Ethan for a long time. I told him, it's like, just keep your phone close. If something crazy happens, I may give you a call. And, well, something crazy happened day two. And, 
I said, hey, uh, you played a little bit of goalie in high school. What are your thoughts of coming back and playing some goalie? We needed a fourth for training, and uh, and he's he's all business. Ethan's all business, and he looks at me and goes, uh, well, well, am I going to start? <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> well, I don't know. You know how we are. You have to earn it. If you come in, I mean, you're going to have every chance to start and play. And, and I, well, he, he earned it. He did really well. Uh, really? We're going into the opening weekend game. We're playing – uh was it covenant covenant uh, uh eastern 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 was the first game covenant i think was game two and uh and we're, i'm looking at my staff and we're kind of like are we really going to do this are we going to start this kid has been playing midfielder for us the last few years and and so we you know like i told you we lost a lot of guys so we were we were testing a lot of things that night and so i said all right let's let's start ethan he's the one that has the most experience granted he didn't have gloves on when he was playing and uh he pitched a shot out we won one nothing and then uh then we won the next game and i'm like well we're just gonna roll with this until we can't roll with this anymore and i'll tell you what he made some big saves throughout the year uh our home game against mary wash he uh he had a great save at the end and it kind of saved the game for us and then uh i mean he saved a bunch of pks throughout the year uh, i would say there's probably two goals all season where i'm like all right Maybe a, a goalkeeper with a ton of goalie experience might have gotten that, but the rest have dealt with it differently. Right, yeah. he handled it well, and uh, you know, you, you talked about culture earlier. He brought such a great leadership aspect to the program too, being here for four years already, and mm-hmm. a lot of the guys, you know, supported him, and you know, he took them under their wing, and the goalkeeper room was awesome and had a lot of support for him as well. And uh, I honestly think that that decision and that you know him coming back was the reason that we were able to sustain the success throughout the year and go as far as we did. That's remarkable. As a former goalkeeper who converted to center forward my senior year, mm-hmm. that's just an awesome story. I, I love hearing he that. He was first team all-conference, too. So oh, he got gosh. an award out of it as well. So, yeah, it's a great <laughs> going, story. We've been telling it for a long time. Yeah, going from, hey, I'm just going to concentrate on teaching yeah. <laughs> to, oh, that's, oh, yeah. to starting. That's just great. Um all right, you only had you only really had what the two ties. Um, I'm just looking at your schedule just to. You only had the the two, one. Yeah, W and L, and then the conference yeah. final went to PKs with Mary Wash. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so it really didn't impact you in the regular season. But do you have any thoughts on the o, the, the no OTs during the season? Is it something that you you're okay with or? Yeah, you know, we it was mostly it was kind of like going into the the conference change. We 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 didn't know what to expect, and uh, you know, the WNL game that was our first tie, and because uh, the Mary Wash game, we then went to overtime. So really, it's that was a playoff game. So we had to jump into overtime and then the PKs. And uh, but the the WNL game, as soon as the game was over, you know, I, I think that we would have. I think that both staffs would have been happy playing another twenty and getting after it and seeing if someone can get a golden goal or play mm-hmm. the whole twenty like they do in the playoffs. But I also think that both programs were like, all right, you know, it's these are good results. It's two good teams, so you know, this isn't hurting us or it's actually helping us in the SOS department. But mm-hmm. the real the real test for us was seeing what the NCAA was deciding, getting into the tournament and how they yeah. kind of rated you. And I'll tell you what, Williams going six one and ten and getting in the tournament. And then winning and going all the way to the final was, yeah. I mean, that really told a huge story to all of us where we were going into it like, okay, going to the last four or five minutes, do we just send the house and try to win the game and take, you know, we, we didn't know. Do we just sit and, 
yeah, take yeah. the tie. And it, it seems like the value might be skewed a little bit towards a tie is closer to a win than it is to a loss. It's not dead smack in the middle. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what most programs are thinking. Maybe they're depending on the game. I'll tell you what, if it was the Messiah game in those last five minutes and we were still tied, right. yeah, we would have had to put a couple more goalies on the field. We would have uh, <laughs> all the timeouts and you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever it takes. To Sub every throw in, right. have them walk from the far side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on that day, we're, we're looking forward to playing them again. We, yeah. we like to make up for that one quickly. Yeah. Are, are you are they coming down to visit you no not this year um so brad that year um you know he put out a blast and you know we're, we're always looking for games we're, we're pretty creative trying to find games uh -huh. and he put out a blast he couldn't find someone to play them on their homecoming and it was it was that weird last sunday or saturday yeah. in september where a lot of programs are starting their conference yeah. and so i reached out i said all right man we're coming you know we'll see you and um, you know, we didn't make a guarantee or anything to come back, but he, he yeah. has been here before and we played in the NCAAs a few times and, uh, yeah, we're, we, we would love to play them again soon. That'd be great. It, I, I will say, and I, it, I'm sure a lot of teams were like, yeah, we're, we don't want to go to Messiah on homecoming <laughs> to, to play a game. It's like lambs to slaughter, you know, like, uh, I'm sure a lot of teams thought that, but well, it's a cool, um, it's a cool environment, you know, it's yeah, a big totally. crowd. Uh, they, I think they were all wearing white, I guess it's a, yeah. a school thing. So everybody's yeah. wearing white and women's soccer had a game right before that. And I think field hockey was playing somewhere mm -hmm. else. And, uh, there was also like a cross country or something going on where there were fans just hopping around and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, by our kickoff, it was a great crowd and they're getting after it. And, uh, yeah. So it was fun. I mean, that's that's part of the story, part of the journey, yeah. and you know, I, I love those environments. We love playing in those environments. Yeah, my goal is to get out there for a game um, because just watching the videos it just looks so much fun. Like you said, right? Um, I it, if I ever get to retire, I, I won't because I'm going to be going from game to game because there's so many places I'd love to watch, including sure. you guys. Um, all right, a few more questions, and I'll let you get on with your day. But what? Are are you done with your spring season? Are you you, you that's finished? Yeah, or we just wrapped up Saturday. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, we this is the last year of fifteen days of practice yeah. and the one day of games, and so we just we played on Saturday and uh, we start our exit meetings today. We'll have all the guys coming in individually this week, and um, mm -hmm. and then they start their finals actually next week. So we'll uh, yeah they'll be they'll be dialed in on that. Was there was there a particular focus for you and your staff? for this spring were there things that you wanted to really hone in on yeah 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 absolutely um you know each, each spring's interesting the the number one goal is always making sure all these guys are available for you in august you don't yeah. want to do something and um right now one of your main guys is not available in august uh so but we we wanted to try a few different things we we were going to implore a little bit of a different system and and try playing a different way uh building off of what we learned at the end of last season with this higher press so we thought well let's let's add to this higher press that we were that we were imploring and so we we started that day one we, we were jumping into this new shape and we moved a couple guys around a couple guys that were playing in different spots we wanted to try them somewhere else and uh so this was probably the most productive spring we've had in a long time in terms of teaching and developing the the whole aspect of the program and mm -hmm. it's a lot different last spring we had lost so many players, you know, I feel like we graduated two classes last spring. I mean, almost none of my guys that had a fifth year of eligibility came yeah. back. And so it was two big classes, lost a lot of fifth year guys. Yeah, and then yeah. only, I think a couple of the fourth year guys came back. And so uh, last spring we were like, okay, now we're, 
let's get all these guys that haven't played much a lot of experience. But yeah. this year we returned so many guys that we wanted to really focus on exactly what we want to look like you know, August yeah. 15th when the guys check in. I have this theory that the spring, really good programs utilize the spring in a, very effectively mm. that leads them into the fall. So I, that's my, that's where my curiosity is. Um, all right. What's your, what's your recruiting class look like for this year? It, uh, first of all, are you, are you done? And knowing that you guys already have a ton of talent, I mean, without a doubt, but. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So I have uh, I have one loose end. We're waiting for him to make a decision. I'm actually going to call him this afternoon. Uh, but if he doesn't commit that, you know, we'll, we will be, you know, done. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll be at the point where if I bring in a kid at this point forward, it'll be like, oh, yeah, you have to take this kid. He's going to start for you day one, yeah, that yeah. type of player. So, you know, technically, I guess the class never ends. Uh, we brought in a kid August 16th once. Uh, he was a Honduran U23 national player. So we were like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take yeah, him. We'll, we'll, driving down. Well, twist, our, twist, yeah. twist my arm, okay. All right. I'm yeah, gonna... we were in our NCAA meetings, and the kid calls me, and I had to, like, step out of the meeting. He goes, hey, I got my deposit. I'm on my way. I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll find you some classes in an hour, and we'll get you all squared away. Um but, yeah, so the class looks great. Uh, there's actually a, a great local team, the Virginia Legacy. Uh, they're now called the Virginia Reign. Uh, I used to coach in that club for a while. And actually, Chris Norris, the, the William & Mary soccer coach, mm -hmm. coaches this team. And it's a fantastic group. I have four kids coming from that team, wow. which is the most we brought in from one team in a long, long mm -hmm. time. And uh, then we've got a, a spattering from other places, a great Peach FC kid. Um, a Richmond kid that we really like, and uh, you know we're we're excited about the class coming in. You know that mm -hmm. a bunch of them were at the game on Saturday, so it was, it was cool to see them. Mm -hmm. Already excited to be a part of the program, and um, you know we're gonna we're gonna ask them to help us right away, and we'll see if they can see if they can do it. I, I, it's I probably know the answer, but you're you're not shy about starting freshmen, right? Like you you don't have if they earn it on the field, then. They, they earn it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if they're the best player, they're the best player. You know, I, mm -hmm. my job in, during those 90 minutes is to win. And, uh, you know, if my the better kid's 18 years old and the 22-year-old, and you know, so be it. So uh, and I, I, I'll tell kids that in the recruiting process, and they know that, they get excited, and I have to remind them. I said, but that means when you're 22, I'm bringing in an 18-year-old that's trying to get your job as well. And, yeah. and so you can't stop. You have to you know, continue to get better and make me regret recruiting so much. Yeah, yeah. All right, last one for it. Well, might might not be the last one. We'll see. Um, but um, do do you for the fall like knowing, knowing the disappointment? I'll just say in quotes from the getting knocked out so early. Like, do you have any goals for the fall? That is it, return to the dance and then let's go farther, or is it sure simpler sure. than that? Yeah, and, uh, you know, like like we said in the beginning of the podcast, I mean, like, I thought Catholic had a great game plan. They were yeah. tough to break down, and yeah. uh, that game had 0-0 zero, zero written on it the whole way, and we're just like, man, here we go again, PKs. You know, like, we were yeah. thinking that that was destined to go there, and uh, I'm sure Travis was possibly thinking the same thing. I mean, neither one of us were getting a good look until they broke through. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so to be honest with you, I you get to the final, you get to the NCAA tournament, you know, anything can happen. And uh, our goal is always to be together as long as we can. And to be together as long as you can means you got to get to the Final Four. And so we want to get there. Uh, we're, we've been knocking on the door for a long time, three Elite Eights. Yeah. Two of those ended in PKs. So we're just, 
you know, we're, we're ready. Our neighbors up north, uh, Mary Wash, they went there this year, so we're not happy about that. And our, our women's <laughs> soccer team won the NCAA Now tournament. you know how it feels. Right, right. So, you know, <laughs> now it's, uh, you know, we're, the guys the guys have the expectation of, you yeah. know, we, it's time. We need to make a run. And yeah. uh, we got work to do, though. You know, it's yeah. – <laughs> there's a lot of really good soccer programs out there. So to think that, you know, you're going to say something and get there, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's a rarity, right? Like, it's a rarity to be like, hey, you just go once and you're all the way through to the final four. That right. doesn't happen. Like, that's Cinderella's story. Is It's too hard, I think. Whereas, I think you, you do test it, right? Like, yeah. you get in, you, don't, you get in, out, in, out, until you something happens. Like, all the things come together. You got the experience. You got the players. Mm-hmm. The stars align. And then that's the jump, right? Like, I right. Well, I mean, and, and look at some of the recent stories. I mean, uh, during Tufts' first national championship, uh, I was actually talking to one of the administrators, and they said that they were the last team to get in the tournament. Tournament. You know, yeah. like, like, I guess it was like, here's the last couple teams, and they, they yeah. picked Tufts, and then they, they ran the table, won it, and yeah. went on to their yeah. six- or seven-year yeah. onslaught yeah, in Division yeah. Three soccer, right? And, yeah. uh, and look at Connecticut College two years ago, yep. winning the national title. They were such a great team, and – yeah. And then they probably should have been in this year, but they didn't even yeah. make the tournament just one year yeah. later. It just it just yeah. speaks to how difficult Division Three soccer is. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. I mean, Messiah I thought was the best team I've seen in years, yeah. and they they were eliminated the same day we were. Yeah. And uh, it's just it, it just it, it's a testament to how how great it is now in Division Three yeah. and how competitive it is. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, our goal is to keep rolling. Our goal is to yeah. win and play, but. You know, it's just too many good teams to just think, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be right back there. No big deal. It's just it's just too hard. It um, it goes back to the point that we, may, we were talking about earlier about there's no easy games anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no you can't you can't just sort of think about the next the, the game after that one, because that that's when you get bit. And I think you get into the tournament and the, the entire field, I think the overall quality is better and so that just makes it harder because obviously the best teams right their margin to be better is a lot smaller than some of these smaller teams that are just sort of right you know building their reputations and I think it's, it's just super hard yeah I agree um, all right coach you were a gentleman I appreciate you being kind to me and my wounded self. Um, this was a fan. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Really do appreciate it. And, um, you know, hopefully in the in the fall, uh, before the season starts, maybe we can connect again and, and, and talk a little bit about the upcoming season and where things are. Yeah, i for you guys. Love it. Love it. No, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And uh, any, anytime you want to chat, we'll, we'll be available. We really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. All right. All right, Coach. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Have a good yeah. one. If you like this show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. You can also find me on anti-social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks. This is a message from my chief marketing officer. I think this keeps him happy.